that beautiful prelude music, Jenny. It was exceptional. We appreciate it. We welcome everyone to worship at United Methodist Church Westlake Village on this Sunday, June 26th. We, have glad, we are glad that you've jo- decided to join us in worship. We are worshiping online and in person now. Masks are recommended if you join us in person, uh, but we leave that up to your discretion. We just ask that you honor and respect the decision for everyone else in the room, uh, whether they choose to wear their masks or not. Let's just make sure that we're honoring health, safety, and testing out how comfortable people are with hugs and signs of expressions of love in this moment. I wanna give you a few quick reminders of opportunities of ministry this week. I wanna draw your attention to the flowers on the altar. They're given by Jenny in honor of my family and I as we prepare to depart uh, our community. I wanna let you know that Pizzazz is taking place July 26th or 25th through the 29th. Uh, there are still some spaces available. The discount has been extended, so if you register by July 1st, you can get in at the lower rate. So if you know any children, whether they're your children or your grandchildren who would benefit from this program, I'd encourage you to sign them up. Vacation Bible School is July 21st through August 4th in the evening at St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. It's part of our Conejo Connect Collaborative, and it'll give you a great opportunity to get to know Pastor Christie a little bit better. Um, They're always looking for volunteers and children to participate. So if you have any questions, reach out, let us know. There's some QR codes for registration so that you can get your children signed up or sign up yourself as a volunteer. Our LGBTQIA group is attending the Camarillo Pride event after worship and they will carpool. David, are you guys leaving directly after worship or are you gonna stick around for a little bit? They're they're gonna stick around for a little while, so come to the party and then go to Pride, okay? It sounds like a fabulous day to me. This is my final Sunday, as many of you know. Uh, It is with a myriad of emotions that we begin our worship today. So let us center our hearts in preparation for worship. able and join with me in the call to worship. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He was so close to the heart of God that God can be known in and through Jesus. Let's remain standing and join together in our opening hymn.
pray. God of wind, word, and of light. We bless your name this special day for sending the inspiration and the strength of your Holy Spirit upon us. Strengthen us for the path that you have laid before us, that we might move forward in your spirit and seize the opportunities that you have presented us for gaining clarity of purpose and gaining courage of resolve, to be people of your spirit in real life, daily conversation, family dinner table, words, community, bonding together, sowing the seeds of a new creation, of a beloved community. We pray to be people of your peace and of your justice, of your mercy and your forgiveness, of your trust and of your hope. We pray to be people of your spirit. Help us to simply let love lead in our lives this day and always hereafter. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Well, sit down, Rachel. Benny, <laughs> you cut my line off. Everybody, take a look at this uh, video from the families to Rachel. who showed up at youth group and you still took the time to talk with me and me. We will miss you, Pastor Rachel. 
Hi, Pastor Rachel. Thank you for everything you've done for us. My favorite memory was the Christmas Eve services. I will miss you. Bye. Hi, Pastor Rachel. Thank you for being a wonderful pastor. I will miss seeing you. Take care and God bless you. Rachel, uh, we want to say thank you that for everything that you've done for the church, and uh, especially after John left and filling in that position, and we wish you best of luck in Santa Clarita. Hi Rachel, thank you so much for everything you've done for our church and our youth. I loved our many lunches and youth group sessions, and I so appreciate all your great advice. I'll miss you so much, but Santa Clarita is so lucky to have you. Hi Pastor Rachel, Warren, Mark, and Maya. Thank you for making the family ministries fun with all act with all the activities you have planned for us. We especially like the Thanksgiving one where we got to take home too bright, but we were grateful for on them. We will miss you a lot, but we are so excited for your new adventure. Thank you for being a part of our lives, celebrating with us during good times and giving us prayers and telling to lean on during tough times. I hope we can continue to get coffee or breakfast or lunch and catch up. And thank you for being not only an amazing pastor, but an amazing friend. Thank you for bringing love and magic and hope into our lives. So we're not saying goodbye. We're saying we'll see you again. Good luck in Santa Clarita. They're lucky to have you. Much love from the Peak family. Hi, Pastor Rachel. It's Katie Katz. And Olivia Katz. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. You've been absolutely amazing. We're really going to miss you. Livia, you want to say anything? I love you. Um, I hope I'll really miss you. Have a good day at, at the new church. Thank you so much again for everything. Like I said, we're really going to miss you, and we wish you nothing but the best. Bye-bye. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. The Westlake Church loves you, and particularly the families that you have touched love you. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm supposed to talk now. <laughs> um, too many emotions are flooding through. I love you all. Those messages were spectacular. I will process it. 
I will try to get my composure before the sermon. We'll see. Um, but I wanted to talk directly to the children at this time because this is the children's moment. Um, it has been a pleasure to serve all of you, to watch you grow, to see the people that you are becoming and the ways in which God is so active in your life. Now, a few of our children have already asked why I am wearing this necklace, and I'm going to get it caught. Um, I got a small gift for all of the children of the church. Well, all of the children that are here and whatever children that show up up until the 25 are gone. Um, uh, so if you were at home and one of the children of the church, I would invite you to call up the office, see if there's any additional ones, and come pick it up. It's nothing big, but it's a star. I was going to say to remind you of the star of Bethlehem and that Jesus is in our lives, but Mark said it's the star to remind all of you that you are stars and that you are exceptional individuals. Um, it is also Bubbles because how is life not better with, without, with bubbles? So there's bubbles in here, and when you blow bubbles, you know that they go wherever they want to. They go places that we don't expect them to. And this is my reminder to let you know that the Holy Spirit may just guide you someplace that you don't expect, but God will be with you on the journey, and that you will do great things when you listen to the Spirit. It has been such... It has been such a gift to be your pastor these last five years. Will you guys join me in one last children's prayer together? Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for all of our yesterdays. Thank you for all of our tomorrows. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for tears both happy tears and sad tears. Thank you for always being with us. Amen. All right, Mark and Maya have these, so as you send off, head off to Sunday school, you can grab your stars, and there's a couple different colors that you can choose from. Thank you so much. center ourselves and be in prayer. Holy God, we thank you for the blessings of our life up to this day. We recognize that your hand has been upon us, supporting us, prodding us forward. We are thankful for the journey of our lives and for the pathway that your spirit has opened for us in that journey. 
And so we begin this morning by having our prayer focus on our church, our collective life together, our aspirations to help one another be the best that we can be, our hopes that we would help one another make a difference in our families and in our communities, and our trust that as we are a part of one another's lives, your love is made active and alive among us. And so as we have welcomed Rachel among us, we, we lift her up into your care as she moves forward. And as we move forward, the bond that has been created between us, among us, remains. And we thank you for that. Steady us and strengthen us through the challenges of life, the challenges of goodbyes and of hellos. We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues, with troubled relationships, with uncertain employment, with other forms of disease and discomfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Kathy Drake and her husband Ken as they deal with the ongoing effects of cancer in their lives and in their family. Bill Nodoff as he deals with his cancer treatments. Bill Kahn as he deals with his lung cancer and CF, CHF treatments. Monica Bennett as she continues the battle with ovarian cancer. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Mary Nolan as she deals with her failing kidneys and swollen legs. We think of Ev Rogers as they face health issues around her life with her ovarian cyst and other related problems. Be with these two and help them to uh, regain their vitality and their health. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We again pray for the Stanislaus family as they deal with mom's recovery from colon cancer surgery, with Judy and Joe Rivera as they deal with their health concerns and, and try to find a way forward. And we add to this list this morning Terry Gears' sister, Lorraine, recovering from eye surgery this last week. Oh Lord. Hear our prayers. For Karen McEachron, who will be having back surgery on Monday, we pray. For Rachel's mom, who will undergo surgery on Tuesday for a mass near her pituitary gland. We pray for both of these as they undergo their surgery, and we pray that you would help guide the surgeons and all the nurses and techs that are around them to make this be successful for them. 
O Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Dave and Dee Crawford, their family, their extended family, who is mourning the passing of their niece, Shelley Howell, passing away from liver failure at 54. And so we, we think of the family that is struggling with this, this new situation in their lives that's been made now uh, definite. And as we have just learned this morning, uh, Marion Ward, who uh, contracted COVID this last week, uh, this morning has passed away to uh, life eternal. Uh, such a dear heart to so many of us for over the years of life and vital life here among us and then uh, life affected from the results of her accident. Uh, we think of her. Uh, we know that you have received her soul into your embrace. And we pray for all those who are left. We, we think particularly of Carol Ames and Jan Alquist who have been such key people in her life to help make this life go on these years. Uh, for their loss and their grief and all of our grief, we pray this morning. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for our country as it tries to find its way forward amid all the, the issues and social unrest that are part of what our life is these days here in America. We pray that we would find our way to be a just and a supportive society for all of our people. We pray for those who have suffered violence from mass killings, for those who are hungering and thirsting for basic rights, for those who make decisions about how things are done. We lift up our country and pray for your guidance. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And as we have for these couple years, we continue to pray for those in our community and those whom we know, those who have come to our attention who are suffering from COVID, particularly as patients, but those who are being caregivers those who are on the medical teams that have sacrificed to do their best to help folk find their way forward through this disease. And today to that list of people who are seeking a return to health, we add Karee Jackson Lewis and we add Jack Rogers. Be with them in their health challenge. Oh Lord, hear our prayers.
Amid all of these prayer concerns, there is joy. There is joy in our hearts for the blessings of life that go forward with us. We give you thanks for the promise of Rachel's ministry and her new location and all the good that will come from that. The challenge that she, you have put before her, the loving congregation that will embrace her leadership and for whatever holds forth in that place. We give you thanks. We pray that this may be a time of growth and of joy. We thank you for John Gentry passing examinations and being commissioned uh, at this last annual conference, the promise that is held forward for him in this stage of ministry. We give you thanks and we rejoice. And we think of the Cunningham family as they start their preparations to move and and Adrian, as she is already relocated to Houston, Texas, for the joy of this new life that is a promise for them all, but particularly as Adrian now finds her way into her new future. We give you thanks and we pray that this would be a joy and a blessing for her. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Come into the life of our faith community in a special way that steadies us and prepares us for the challenges that are before us. Help us to maintain our effectiveness and to claim the commission that you have laid upon us to go forward in your ministries in our place. We pray this in your son's holy name. Join in together in the prayer he taught his disciples, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
give everyone context, this song was based off of a poem that Jane wrote prior to our 50th anniversary celebration. The song was supposed to be presented during that celebration, and COVID happened. So instead of hearing it with the entire choir, we heard a beautiful rendition with five voices. And I knew that that was not Bruce's vision of how, the, how it should be lived out. And I said, I'd really like to hear it in its fullness before I left. So thank you, Gloria and choir, for making this possible for me and the rest of us to hear what was envisioned and dreamed of that started in Jane's heart and grew into Bruce's vision. So thank you both for what you have added to our community by your gifts and talents. It has been an honor to serve among you over the past five years. We have walked together through celebrations and heartache, through beginnings and endings, through times of good health and travel, and times of pandemic and shutdown. Our world is different than it was when we first met. Our church is different than when we first worshiped together. I am a different person than I was when I began serving you. We are all in process, transforming, changing, listening to God, and seeking God's will. Just as I told the children a few moments ago, we don't always know where God will lead us, but if we trust in the Lord and seek the Spirit's guidance, we may go somewhere unexpected and yet totally wonderful. Now, I want to give you guys a little bit of an update so I don't get asked 30 times or more when we're over in the other room. Warren is doing well. He has been home from the hospital for almost four weeks. Uh, we've leveled out his, his blood sugar. He's working on his blood pressure. His heart seems to be doing well, and his intestines seem to be doing well. So I'll count that as a quadruple win, and we'll go from there. My parents wanted to be here today. Uh, Warren... It was not feeling full of energy uh, today to make it, uh, but my parents were hoping to be here, and as you heard earlier, uh, they, they are at home because mom is preparing for surgery on Tuesday. They have loved being a part of this community as well because you have welcomed them in. Some of you have traveled all the way to the Holy Land with them, and they wanted to wish you well as this transition takes place as well. I never thought that I would be returning to the church that I began at after seminary, and yet that is where the Spirit is leading me now. I cannot prepare for going forward without looking back. I mentioned our first worship together uh, just a couple minutes ago, and I seem to recall that Pastor Walt, as he was preaching, talked about promising that his sermons would be like a good sandwich. Does anyone remember that? Oh, I do, obviously, because I'm preaching on it. But he talked about having, finding the perfect balance so there was enough substance that you would feel fulfilled, not disappointed, but not so much that you couldn't bite into it or wrap your mind around it. And I think that we've done that over the past five years. I know that Pastor Walt will carry forward in the years to come with this truth. Since we've been here, we've wrestled with many ideas from grace, generosity, and gratitude to the invitation to choose. Choose life over death, 
community over isolation, fun over drudgery, bold over mild, frontier over fortress, and now rather than later. Some of you may remember, if you don't remember the sandwich reference, that we sang and whistled, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> we walked with Jesus, experienced the risen Christ. We pondered why church and what it means to become our best. We looked at discipleship as a journey, core principles, and acknowledge that we, like so many in the Bible, are flawed yet faithful. We celebrated our 50th anniversary with a few interruptions. We explored the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount along with kingdom parables. We explored our faith through film and the ministry of, and work of Mr. Rogers. We embraced our slogan, setting a course for a better life, by talking about preparing for the journey, setting sail, and facing our challenges. We talked about the characteristics of Jesus and then talked about our own traveler's tales as four members from our community shared their faith story with us. We meandered through concepts of discipleship, considering our faith from a variety of angles. And I hope that you have encountered Jesus in new and transformative ways. Ideally, we are always growing and changing as we seek God in our lives. As we recently looked at the characteristics of Jesus, I found another aspect of Jesus that I want to look at today. I probably learned today's scripture as a camper singing the song Blind Man. I thought Jesus was talking to people throughout his ministry, telling them who he was. Boy, was I surprised when I learned that this scripture that we're about to hear came as part of Jesus' farewell address in the Gospel of John, rather than to a blind man or a woman. And here is what he said. I'll invite Stephen to come forward to share that with us. The scripture is from John chapter 14, verses 1 and 5 to 6a. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. In her book, Freeing Jesus, Diana Butler Bass reflects on a retreat that she led based on the scripture. During that retreat, she emphasized how the way, the truth, and the life are relational words. She looked at all of the things that Jesus said that he is. She pointed out the way is not a technique or map. Truth is not a philosophy or dogma. And life is not about going to heaven. In the mystical poetry of John, Jesus uses, uses these terms to explain how he embodies a way of being in the world so close to the heart of God that God can be known in and through Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's a treat, retreat that I would love to attend. And if I were to facilitate something like this in the future, I would consider doing it this way. In the first section, we would talk about Jesus as the way, and I would use these quotes to facilitate our discussion. 
Butler Bass says that conventional Christianity of many different denominations prefers to see Jesus as a directive or a destination rather than a path. For them, the way is a noun, not a verb. On the mapless journey, however, all is movement. There is no destination, only the enveloping presence of God. She also says the way of Jesus is the way of love. It is also a labyrinth of meandering but purposeful path, a meandering but purposeful path from the edge to the center and back again. She talks about how her faith journey went through a process where she had times of certainty in her faith and where times where she was less secure about where she was. And she talks about the brokenness that she experienced and how Jesus was there to pick up the pieces. She says that Jesus is no interstate to glory. The Jesus way is full of switchbacks and spirals and unexpected turns, mystery, paradox, unknowing, unsaying. Whatever you th- whenever you think you are near the center, the path suddenly veers in a different direction and you find yourself again at the edge of the way. Any of us who have been on a labyrinth can talk about that experience. She invites us to step away from certainty and to find ourselves on a labyrinth of love and that Jesus is there, both the way and the guide. When we stepped into our second session, I would look at the words from Debbie Thomas as she talks about the passage that comes just before the one that we talked about today when she talks about how Jesus issues a new commandment, when we talk about Jesus' truth. Debbie Thomas says, when death comes knocking, the Son of God has mere hours left to communicate the heart of his message to his disciple. He doesn't say, believe the right things. He doesn't say, maintain personal or doctrinal purity. He doesn't say, worship like this or attend a church like that. He doesn't even say, read the Bible or pray every day or preach the gospel to every living creature. Instead, he says, Love one another. That's it. The last dream of a dead man walking. All of Christianity distilled down to its essence so that maybe we'll pause long enough to hear it. Love one another. Hmm. Maybe, just maybe, I'd take the words from the song that we just heard and interweave that into our message about how our truth is to let love lead and how our world can be transformed by doing so. And maybe, just maybe, I might use a quote from Mr. Rogers. Love isn't the state of perfect caring. It is an active noun, like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is, right here and now. That is what we look for when we look for truth. And when we look at the concept of life, in our last session, I would pull upon the words of Elizabeth Johnson when she says, now Jesus says that he and the Father will come and make a dwelling place with those who love him and keep his word. In John's gospel, eternal life begins here and now. It is a life in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Even while Jesus prepares eternal dwelling places with the Father, he and the Father will continue to dwell with his disciples in the present. We need to focus on today and how Jesus gives us life today. 
we need to focus on how Jesus invites us to share that life-giving grace with others now. What works of love is God calling you to? How are you being called to let love lead in your relationships, in the church, in our communities? Jesus invite, Butler Bass says that Jesus invites his followers, followers to dwell in him, even as he dwells in God. And as God has been made known through the works and love, works of love Jesus has done, so Jesus will continue to be known through the works of love the disciples will do. Jesus came to tear down walls, to open up possibilities, to be with us through the twists and turns of life, life, to remind us that we seek to know the heart of God and to radiate that into the world. I loved as we talked about setting a course for a better life and as we contemplated what we needed to do to set sail, we talked about our church being a safe harbor, the place to go to to tend to our hurts, to learn new skills, and to get the resources needed to set sail for a better life a better life with Jesus as our guide, and the Holy Spirit is the wind that blows us into moments of grace and transformation. It has been a blessing to be one of your harbor masters over the last few years. Working with Walt to tend to your heartaches, hold you in prayer, lead you in learning, and encourage you to explore how God is calling you to deepen your discipleship or step out in faith to follow the Holy Spirit's guidance. All of that has been a blessing to me. I've been blessed to work with Walt and Gloria and Vinia and Joanna and Nick and Jenny and Jen. They will faithfully serve you in the time ahead. Pastor Christy will add her own unique gifts to bring Caneo Connect to its fullest. Working with each and every one of you, I could go around the room and name something about each and every one of you, but I'm pretty sure you want to go home today. So I'm not going to do that. But know that each of you has made a remarkable mark on my heart. And I carry each and every one of you with me as I journey forward to Santa Clarita. I trust you will grow and thrive in this place. I know God is at work in this place. Jesus is seeking a deeper relationship with you that is filled with love. All of this is available to you here and now, today, not just in the hereafter. I encourage you to let love lead today, tomorrow, and always. Praise be that we have a God that wants to be in relationship with us, promises to be with us, exemplifying that love, and invites us to live a life of love. Remember, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, so let love lead. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, as, you, uh, as you get ready to leave us, we offer the invitation for you to come back on some occasion and to uh, stay in touch with us and to continue to have your life intertwined with ours as we go forward for the work that God has 
in store for us all. You're invited to share of your financial resources as well as your prayer life and your energy to help our church thrive through the power of the Spirit in our lives. You will see things on the uh, screen. For those of you uh, online as, as prompts as to how to make your contributions to the life of the church, we trust that we are always in your prayers, but we appeal to you for your financial support to help us to keep doing what we have been asked to do by God. Let us pray. Most holy God, we thank you for the many ways that you are the wind beneath our sails, that you lift us up, you carry us forward, even when we are battered 
and feel forsaken, you are there because you go before us, you come along with us. We thank you. May the gifts that we have shared with your church be used in miraculous ways to bring about the world that you envision for us, the relationships among us that you aspire for us to have. We pray for us all, male and female, people of different colors and nationalities, people here and people there, inside and outside, whatever circle is drawn. We pray for your family. May your love lift us up and make us effective to your gospel of love. Amen. Amen. Do you have any special music you want to share at this point? Is that next? Okay. I had you doing something else. I thought you were going to sing a solo. You're not going to sing that solo? Another time? Maybe when I leave, you'll, you'll, you'll do that for <laughs> All right. We have a liturgy um, in the Methodist Church. It's, it's somewhat new, the last uh, decade or so. It's been in the hymnal for of a while. Way, well, it's new to me. <laughs> of a way to say goodbye to a pastor we love. And so we're going to enter into that uh, litany now, and uh, Vinny is going to bring it up. You'll uh, be responding with me in the bold print to things that Rachel says. And as we go through this all, we'll be ending uh, with a prayer. And so at that time of prayer, perhaps you'll put up your hands just to make it clear to Rachel that you're sending her all of your, all of your spiritual power and love in that, in that final word of prayer. But we entered this in a, in a prayerful mode. Rachel. I thank you, the members and friends of the United Methodist Church Westlake Village, along with the staff and Pastor Walt, for the love and support you have shown me while I have ministered among you. I am grateful for the ways my leadership has been accepted. I ask for, for forgiveness for the mistakes I have made. As I leave, I carry with me all that I have learned. Let us say, we receive your thankfulness, offer forgiveness, and accept that you now leave to minister elsewhere. We express our gratitude for your time among us. We ask your forgiveness for our mistakes. Your influence on our faith and faithfulness will not leave us as you depart. I accept your gratitude and forgiveness, and I forgive you, trusting that our time together and our parting are pleasing to God. I release you from turning to me and depending on me. I encourage your continuing ministry here as Pastor Walt remains at the helm and to pray and will pray for all of you and for Pastor Christiane as she embarks on the journey of building up Conejo Connect, the collaborative ministry that we began together this past year. Prayerfully, let us join and say, Eternal God, 
whose steadfast love for us is from everlasting to everlasting. We give you thanks for cherished memories and commend one another into your care as we move in new directions. Keep us in your love forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us stand and sing. Please be seated. Before Rachel uh, gives her benediction to us, uh, Phyllis Marbach, the chair of the Staff Parish Relations Committee, has one more word on behalf of the congregation to Rachel. Thank you, Walt. Um, I just want to say, you know, we've loved having Rachel here, and the, and the video earlier was so fabulous, and I can't really add much to that, but we, we do have a gift here to send you on your way. So, and I do hope everyone will join us in Alton Hall, uh, across the way, we have lots of food to celebrate and, and uh, fellowship together. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. If I was smart, I would have taken my stuff over there so I could have just stayed there, but my closing words, thank you for the opportunity to serve you, to grow with you, and to become the pastor I am today. It has been a blessing. I have enjoyed setting a course for a better life with you and learning to let love lead. I have a going away present for you, not just for the kids. There are stickers that I'll have over in Alton Hall that say let love lead with our church logo on it. Um, I know some of you are like, I don't really use stickers, Rachel. But 
for my generation and younger, we love to put them on water bottles and computers and whatever else. So I'll encourage you to think about where you could place it to remind you or who you can give it to to remind them to let love lead along the way. And now, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth to love, confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.